And now we're live over here on the audio. So we're live for the I Feel Weird podcast. Today we have Jose Tejada joining us, and he's going to basically introduce himself because he's a sales guy. So he's, you know, we're <laughs> going to see how good his, his uh, sales pitch is on his. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. I like being pigeonholed into sales guy. There's, there's a sales <laughs> yeah, guy. Hey, hey, everyone look. wants, everyone likes that guy, right? Of course. <laughs> it, 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 you know what? Everyone hates this, uh, hates quote unquote the sales guy, but I always tell people everything sells. I used to have a marketing person yeah. and she would fucking die on her sword to say that she didn't do sales. I'm like, what do you think you're doing? You're selling the company. I was yeah. like, that is like everything is sales. You know what I mean? Everything sells. That's it's true. So yeah, my name is Jose Tejada. I am um, a mortgage lender in the Los Angeles area. I'm licensed in five different states. I'm also an immigrant. I came to the United States when I was 10 years old from El Salvador. Um, I'm a father of two beautiful daughters, three, almost four, and a, and a one and a half year old. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. I'm a fraternity brother. I am. I, I sit on a lot of boards for nonprofits, and uh, I love to talk. So I'm excited <laughs> to, to be here. I'm excited to be here with you and, and talk about all kinds of things. Um, if it matters, some of my passions revolve around. Hispanic financial literacy, which is what I dedicate a lot of my time to, and uh, and mental health as well. It's, I've sat on a few boards around mental health in the San Fernando Valley, which is where I live in Los Angeles. Um, so it's something that I'm very connected to, especially around uh, immigrant communities. Yeah, that's great. Great. I think, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with with uh, with someone about mental health and safe spaces. And I, I was cause, because I, I've had like some blowback of people be like, oh, well, like, you do this or you do that because they want you to be what they think mental health is. And I think I sure. wanted to make a very clear understanding to people is mental health is whatever makes you feel best. Right. You have to figure your own mental health out. Right. Yeah. And obviously there's things that are bad. And for the sake of comedy and shit, we say toxic and we say things like that. But that's not going to help you get to the solution. Right. And so I think to me, yeah. you know talking smack with the bros and shit like that and that to me sometimes that's a part of your mental health right is the camaraderie the you know roasting each other and stuff like that you know yeah i mean it's so it's super complex you know yeah um, i i have been blessed to have had um amazing therapy sessions in, at, at places in my life that have really been pivotal in changing the way that i view life Right. Um, there is uh, I'm also a big advocate of um, positive thinking and positive, you know, podcasts. And, and, and I believe that that's complete. That I, I, It's not mine. I heard it. It's, it's hygiene. Right. When you're listening to motivational speaking, it's about it's really hygiene. It's not like you hear it once and you go, got it. You right. No, yeah. it's like you got to be in the habit of constantly putting your mindset into positivity. And then positive things really do come back to you. I mean, yeah. Uh, Karma is practical. The law of attraction is practical. Just because of the way you set your mind, it, it, it makes the, the world look different, right? The vantage points look different. And I think that it's a skill set. I think that you can people can learn how to how to do that, how to find those tools. Yeah, and and again, I think I, I think uh, the point is to be able to be willing to have these conversations, right? Like yeah. you're talking law of attraction, you're talking manifestation, and I think those things are great in theory, but like I'm always, I feel like I always push back on them too, because you know, 
Hey, you still need to get your ass up. You can't just fucking lay there, right, and say, like, oh, I'm going to be rich, rich, rich. Like, I'm going to manifest this. You know, you, you still got to yeah. put in the work. But having the mindset and having something like the the, the pessimist is, is, is right a lot more than the optimist. They're, all, they're, they're right a lot more, right? Well, that's so two you, things, right? Yeah. Um, one of them is you never argue with the cynic because their self-fulfilling prophecies will become true, Right. So someone that's negative, yeah. those prophecies will become true because they're looking for negative angles. And to your point, and they also don't um, put in; they're not going to put in a much effort, or they're not going to try again because they're just going to be like, "I knew this was going to be a fucking shit show. I knew it wasn't going to work." Like, you 100%. know, yeah. they're looking to be right about being wrong, right about about the negative. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's why they're right most of the time. Because because the optimists, even if they're wrong, they're like, "Wait." Yeah, maybe I was wrong, but where was I wrong? How did I fuck up? Can I improve on this? Can I, you know, can I do this better? And they're not just yeah, going to be so, like, oh, fuck it. And but, they, so why did I even try? You know, but to your point, for example, you're right. It's not about like in, in, in Spanish, we say, adios orando y con el mazo dando, right? It's like you can't just, you know, hope isn't a strategy. You can't hope to become successful. Exactly. Or you just wish it. You have to work at it. But the mantra, what it does is it sets you in that pace to look at things in a positive angle and to look at things from a positive perspective, right? So I'll give you I'll give you a little a free tool. I won't even charge you for this. <laughs> if you if you are having See, don't problems, tell people you're not a sales guy. That's a sales guy strategy. I'm gonna give you a little something. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you might be interested in buying? <laughs> if I was to tell you. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not even charging for it today. <laughs> do you remember? Do you, remember um, do you watch Entourage? Are you yeah, of course. Right? Oh my god. Do you remember that episode when they had the old agent, like the senior agent? And he would start every conversation that would be like, oh, no, no, that, that's, that's Bob Ryan, that. Bob Ryan, the producer. Is that's this something right. you might be interested in? Is, this... Is that something you might be interested <laughs> Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So uh, uh, if you're ever in, in a position where you're feeling strapped for money, you wake up that day and you start telling yourself money comes easily and frequently. Money comes easily and frequently. And you just keep repeating that to yourself all day long. Money comes easily and frequently. They got antiso. I guarantee you, by the end of the day, you'll find a way. Your mind will be tricked into finding an opportunity for you to create money, for you to find some money. Um, it's just the mindset is being set to look for opportunity versus to looking for calamity, right? Yeah, that's, uh, of that's course. The idea of positive thinking. Of course, and I think that's more of like you know, um, that's more about focus, right? More about focus and what your what do they call it? It's the reticular activating uh, in your brain, right? If I tell you, okay, uh, you know, look around, look around the room, to, you know, name everything that's brown, right? And then, or find, look for brown, look for brown, keep looking for brown. It's like, okay, now name me one thing that's red without looking back in the room. You're like, oh shit, like, why? Because you were looking for brown, right? And so it's, right. it's, it's where your focus is at, right? Or you're driving, you know, you've been wanting to get a new car and you, oh, I'm fucking seeing these cars everywhere. Yeah. Right. But th those cars have been there. Right. It's just now there's right. a focus on, you know. Right. But think about that. Right. So what's wrong with that? That's efficient. That's a great life tool. Oh, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Of course, there isn't. But what I'm saying is there's people that are just doing the manifestation part. Right. The just yeah. the just the yeah. incantations and the fucking mantras and just like, right. you know, just posting on Instagram and hoping it comes to them and then being right. pissed off that every somebody else is getting it. Right. Well, what the fuck? Why is he getting it? Like, oh, he's a, he's a dumbass. I mean, you fucking Maryville might be. There are a lot of dumb guys making a lot of money. And that's where sometimes you're like, well, you're a smart guy, bro. That means you could probably be making way more than him. But you're well, not, you know. So, so I do a lot of talking to kids, right? And, and one of the things I give them the example, and you're going to appreciate this, is, is Homer Simpson has lived one of the greatest lives of any human has ever lived, right? 
Yeah. And Homer Simpson has done that just because he didn't know any better. Right. Yeah. He went to the moon. He became a boxer. He's become a mascot. He's become every profession. He's a nuclear whatever technician. Yeah. Just because he doesn't know any better. Right. He's just out there doing the work, getting involved in shit. And he gets he gets to do. Crazy he says, stuff. yes, he, he says, yes. yes. He's just like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. That's what the producer. <laughs> yeah. That's what the producers want me to do. There's a win in that. There's a win in that idea of, of being able to just accept what the good that's coming into. you. Of course. I think that, um, and that's been something that's been coming up a lot in my conversations lately is this concept of people not accepting the good either of rejecting yeah. the good of, of not feeling worthy of receiving the good. Yeah. Right? And um, I think that the universe is a very active participant in people's lives. And most of the time, when the when the universe opens the door, you kind of got to give it a chance to see what happens and walk through it. And I just feel like, no, it's not for me. Why me? I can't do that. Create all these reasons why not, right? Yeah. You got to home system this shit and just go. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of the stuff you're not going to know till you get in there, right? Like, I think yeah. that's I, like for like like job interviews, whenever I would hire people, I mean, 99% of what I was looking for is this, can this guy, is this guy teachable? Can he learn? What does he already know? And can I fucking be around him for eight hours a day? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a big, big, yeah. Test. Like, can I, not that we don't have to be best friends, right? We don't have to be like, this guy's into the same things or this, this lady, whatever it may be. We don't have to be best friends, but can I be around you? Are you workable? Are you someone that's, you know, that isn't going to be just bitching about everything, right? A pessimist. And, you know, like, so stuff like that, it makes sense. And I think, you know, on the other end too, when you're looking to go somewhere and work somewhere is, do I want to be there? A lot of the times we're trying to sell ourselves to employers or, or even, you know, potential customers. And sometimes it's like, you know, I think when you're an entrepreneur, you're in a great position to just be like, I don't want your business, dude. Like, I don't need your business that bad. You're, you're kind of a dick. And I want you in my life. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Firing, I love firing clients. Yeah. It's That's just my like, favorite things because I know what I'm doing for me and my team. I know I'm doing a favor. Yeah. And they're maybe harassing one of you. I've had, yeah, clients, clients that were spending fucking a lot of money every month and they thought they had the right to do that. And we're just like, no, yeah. dude, that's not cool. You know, I can't have my employees being harassed at two in the morning because you're pissed about something, you know, yeah, exactly. like it's just it's not cool, you know, so things like that. And I guess one of the things that I was trying to make as a point was whatever you believe in, I think we have to be willing to have a talk about it. And I think if you're not willing for your views or anything to be challenged, that tells me that you already don't believe that strongly in your views. Right. Because we're creating all these safe spaces. Right. We're all these like, oh, well, everybody here agrees with me. Everybody thinks that, you know, manifestation is the only way to go. And of course, you're going to feel great there because you don't get you don't get put any pushback. Right. Like you're right. with those people, you're going to just feel great because we're all hey, we're all same mindset, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're going to help each other out. But you do need the other people, not the not necessarily the pessimists, but you do need different ways of thinking in order for there to be progress. I don't know. I don't know that you need them, but I think you need to uh, understand. You need to be able to be accept them. Um, I think you, uh, like myself, are blessed to be able to navigate in different worlds and have friends from different different backgrounds and yeah. and places. Um, I got this group of friends that I call my conspiracy friends. Yeah. Uh, and when they see this, they know exactly who I'm talking about. Because these fuckers, they like they just love conspiracies. Yeah. They'll look, jump into it and they believe it, right? And I could disagree with them. I could argue with them. But you know what I do? I take the ride right with them. Right? Yeah. Tell me about that shit, right? Yeah. Because it matters to them. And in that friendship, in that exchange of friendship, I want to be there. I don't need to believe with that Chipotle trying to sink McDonald's. You know what I mean? I don't need to believe that. But I could still share that moment with my friend and, and have him express his, his idea around Yes, it. but 
there conspiracies are still conspiracies are real the the definition definition of a conspiracy doesn't mean that it's fake right conspiracies are real there are there is shit that you're like wait a minute what the fuck that's true like you know what i, I mean because it's so crazy i don't like, think that all are real. no 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 of course not no of course not but you know some are, are real right like i mean here we have the military literally showing us footage of ufos right to where years ago you're like that's fucking insane like that's impossible yeah. and the military is like here it is we don't know what the fuck it is a ufo is an unidentified fine object but here it is off the coast of san diego here down in fucking baja yeah. something was there i don't know what it was right but yeah i'm willing to have that conversation you know what i mean instead yeah. of just dismiss somebody I, love that. I mean i think you know you build a lot of bridges is being able to have those conversations and not not get shaken to, I guess what you were saying, right? Not, not, not lose your belief of who you are, the way you're seeing life, just yeah. because you're listening and trying to see a different vantage point, right? I just hate, you know, and I literally had a conversation with someone, I, I hate for you to fucking challenge me and then just tell me I'm wrong, but not tell me why, or not tell me, or, or, or tell me to prove to you why I'm wrong. Or you know what okay. I mean? Like it's just like, wait a minute. You say I'm wrong, so you need to find data against me. I'm yeah. not gonna go and say like, oh, you do all the research for you, right? A lot of people want to challenge, right? Like, like I mean, I'm telling you right now. Obviously, this is data that's out there. You know, UFOs. I'm not telling you that this UFO over here. Nothing. Of course, there's a bunch of fake shit out there. Of course, there's, a, and that's what you know, kind of doles down some of the other shit. I mean, people have their own views about like Alex Jones, right? He made up all this crazy shit. And a lot of the crazy shit he said ended up fucking being real. He talked about Epstein like yeah. way back when. He's like, there's a fucking, there's a fucking island and, and Bill Clinton and Bill Gates all there yeah. fucking going and they're having sex yeah. with teenage girls and all this shit, right? And then everybody was like, Alex Jones is a fucking nut. <laughs> and then you see a documentary that's nice and well made and you're like, oh shit, Epstein was doing all this crap. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but he didn't listen to Alex Jones because he sounded crazy, right? He just sounded like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was sure. real, you know, on, and I don't want to, I don't want to bring you into any Epstein stuff. I'm just saying. No, you know? no. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm all about open, being open to the world of possibilities. That, yeah. I mean, that's my point. The point is that having that you shouldn't shut down a conversation. The point is that you, you can live, you can be able to see other people's vantage points without necessarily sharing it with them, which is what you were trying to say. I think. Yeah. And I think, and I think to, to kind of rope it to what, what you're talking about or to kind of bring, loop you in on that is I think a lot of times also when there's insecurities, right. About yeah. like, for example, like what you do, I think even if you're knowledgeable, about like as a as a person as a not not you as a the the person who actually does the lending and all that you could do all this research right but how often are you really going to be doing that right it's something you if you just get one house and you never get another house again you never refinance that's it you only had to do it that one time you know what i mean like in theory right but it's like they're not going to keep doing it to get better at it right most right. people are just like hey i just need help man so they need to go to someone they can trust and you know because it's not something they're doing every day and it's not something they're going to continue to do every day either. So it's, it's, it's hard to like, what information is the right information? Where do I go? You know, Instagram real estate guys are always right now is the perfect time to buy right now is the perfect time to sell. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> always the perfect time. You, you know, right now is the perfect time. And I don't yeah. I don't know why the hell I care about them playing fucking cornhole in the office. I don't care. I don't want to see you having fun in the office, Mr. Real Estate Guy. I want to see you yeah. working. <laughs> I'm with that, man. I'm with that. I, I'm not going to be the, the quirky guy on, on the... On the 
on the IG. Yeah, um, I mean, I want to see you. I want to see a bunch of books on your wall. <laughs> <I wanna> see, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Paperbacks. Yeah, yeah. I want to see, see, see the paper goods from you reading all those yeah, books. Yeah, I want to see you get. I want to know that you're making the right decisions, right? That you actually enjoy what the fuck you're doing at least, too. Yeah, I mean, look, it's complex, right? Because, um, it, you know, the, <laughs> the whole Google MD idea is tough right now, right? People try to you know, Google learn themselves so many things. And yeah. The thing about the thing about the time that we live in today is that there's there's um, there's access to education and then there's the adaptation of that access to knowledge and the adaptation of that knowledge. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much you read if you don't comprehend what you're doing or how it applies in any specific situation. Yeah, you have to put it into so, practice. So you're drowning yourself in data, and and I get and this happens to me almost on a daily basis. I read da, 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 and I do this and I qualify for. No, you don't, because of all these things that don't yeah. apply to your specific situation, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that that does happen um, quite a bit. Um, yeah. It's so, I guess on that note, is there anything? Can you give us like a, if not a one hundred and one, a fucking high school fucking course, like you know, quick, either five minute, ten minute, whatever it is, uh, about like somebody looking to buy a house. Somebody like from yeah. from you know just from hey I I've never fucking done this before. What is you know what what would that process look like for them and what is what are the best practices that they that people can take? Yeah, I mean, um, qualifying for a home is essentially three different things. It's composed of three things that are generally simple, and then of course like everything else more complex once you narrow them down. But the one the first thing is credit, right? You need to have a credit that is worthy of a company giving you money. You know, um, a credit score is what it, it tells the, the lender is your history and um, whether you would be someone that in the past has kept up your bills, has made payments, has kept your commitments, and therefore are a reliable source uh, for repayment. You remember, a lender isn't in the business of um, taking your house away. People always go, they can just take my house if I don't pay them. They don't want your house. They want you to pay them back the money they gave you. That's the business. I give you money, you give you pay it back to me. Well, interest. yes, but the house is an asset on their books. The house is a collateral for it, but to get rid of a house, to sell a house and market, it's it's very expensive for a lender. They don't want to deal with that. They just want to deal, of course they will to recoup money, but that's not what they're after. They're after an exchange of I give you money in exchange of you paying me interest. That's yeah. that's the business. Yeah. Um the second thing is uh, debt to income ratios um, or cash flow. Uh, how much do you earn in gross numbers, meaning before taxes, versus how much do you pay out in terms of consumer debt and then now your new housing debt, your tax, property taxes, your mortgage, your insurance, um, et cetera. Uh, and uh, the third thing would be assets. How much cash do you have in the bank? Do you have enough uh, cash in the bank to uh, make your down payment and your closing costs? Um, and those three things are the general I, concepts of, of that we look at to try to figure out if you can qualify for a home or not. And then within those three things, there's, there's complexities. Um, we're looking at a, a gentleman's credit today, for example. He needs to pay off certain debt and clean up certain collections so that his credit score could go up so that he can, he can be in a position to get a better interest rate and in turn a, a better loan. Yeah. And that's because of his just the debt that he had, the existing debt that he has. Uh, in his case, it would have been the existing debt and also the credit history. He he needed to get rid of some collections from his record so that his credit score could go up as well. Yeah, 
And is there a way? I mean, I, I, I personally feel the credit scores are bullshit. I just, because I think they're so arbitrary, right? There isn't like, this is going to give you five points. This is going to give you 20 points. You're going to drop, you know, 15 points. Add this app to your phone and we'll give you more points. Wow. This makes my, this means my credit is so much better. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that that whole world is to me, you know, conspiracy. Yeah. If you want to talk about conspiracy. So that's not at all how it works, know. by the way. But, <laughs> but okay. Okay. Can you, can you tell me definitively so, if I do something, you can tell me definitively how many yeah. points I'm going to get? Yeah, I mean, I specifically can, but credit repair experts can so yeah. model, model what it will look like. What it, you know, depending on what you do, which is how we know the specific uh, accounts to attack when we're repairing credit. Yeah. Um, so uh, one thing to know, which I don't know if you know or not, um, there isn't only one model of credit. For example, when you're dealing with uh, FICO scores, each of the three bureaus, there are three bureaus, right? yeah. so you have three credit scores. Each of them has different models depending on the debt that you're trying to get. So sometimes people go, why is my, I just got a car loan and my credit was 750. And now you're telling me that my credit is 700. Yeah. That's because the model that is being used for the type of debt that you're trying to get is different. So yes, I was just telling people loan. this. They think that it's the same shit and it's across the board. That's my no, credit. So it's not, right? Yeah. The models the models that they're using for, for the score are different depending on the type of debt that you're trying to get. Um, and for example, another one is like people go, Mike, this is a great one. My credit card tells me that I have a 900 FICO. That's fucking impossible. It can't happen. It doesn't go that high. The reason why yeah. is because the credit card company is just trying to model, interpret, or come up with their own algorithm that comes up with a score that kind of mirrors what the credit companies are doing, right? But yeah. it isn't really the credit companies. It's just something that's mirroring that. But so they're not basing your loan off of it or how much how much uh, they actually your credit limit is. So. What's the point? Not, no, you're right. It's just really a marketing tool to kind of get, yeah. give you, give the consumer a perception that they're getting something uh, in return of having that credit card, which yeah. is, which is you know, would be credit monitoring, but um, it's, it's rarely accurate, accurate. Yeah. I guess in, in my understanding too, even, even with credit experts, you know, they're still like, this may happen or that may happen, but they can't tell you definitively if you do the X, Y, and Z. Within a small margin, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think it's, uh, you know, if I end up, you know, making a ton of money, if I, you know, sell a company or something, oh, well, now that you have these assets and, uh, okay, that's, I still have been shit at paying my credit card, but now I have more assets. So now you're giving me, you're willing to give me more money because you know that I have more money. You know no, what I mean? That's not how it works at all. Of course no, it does. It, the debt can debt take income ratio. No, but no, but why you just said that debt take income ratio, right? Wouldn't right, that mean if I have three, more assets? That's one of the three factors. Well, so, but if I have more assets, wouldn't that raise my my credit score and my 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 loanability? And my it would you will be you willing to loan me? It would raise your assets, and if you had you take that money and you pay off your debt, it would raise it would re reduce your debt to income ratio. Yeah, good. But then your credit history would still be shit. Of right? course, so but I can't do anything about that, right? Only two of the three things that are looked at in qualifying for a loan. Exactly, but I can't. I can't. What already happened in my credit history happened, right? Like I can't undo it to some degree, right? It's already been certainly, done. Well, certainly you can. Yeah. Um, for example, medical collections, you can get those taken off, and they'll come off your credit. You can um, challenge anything on your credit, actually. Um, we had an issue last year with a client who returned a car to Volkswagen. Volkswagen never took the, the record of their, of their credit report. 
So they reported him late for 12 months straight. And then uh, when we questioned the client, the client says, I turned a car back in a year ago. So we had yeah. to go to Volkswagen, prove that they returned a the car, the lease, and um, get it all cleaned up. And all of a sudden, their score went from like a 610 to like a 7, you know, 20. Yeah, yeah. But that's like a, a clerical error. You know what I mean? Right. But the point is, you can correct the credit. Is what I'm saying. It's not fixed in stone. So there are things that you can attack in your credit history that could improve your credit score. Okay. And so I guess that is still the same point because you said your credit history is still there. That wouldn't be there. It would be corrected. So yeah. the, 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 cred, the credit issuing agency would submit a report to the bureaus correcting what happened, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, if you, for example, are trying to do credit repair, you could go through a law firm and try to challenge a late on whatever, say a late on your mortgage and yeah. say, you have the right, you have the duty to to tell me when I'm supposed to make a payment and change my address or whatever, right? And what ultimately could ends up happening most of the time is that that creditor might say, "Not worth the fight. We'll just we'll just re, you know reverse the the late and get it back uh, to zero late or whatever." Yeah. And that's all that credit repair is: is challenging the legitimacy of the credit the creditor reporting stuff on your credit. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you can't ever impact is student debt lates. Of course um, not. Why would generally you? anything that has to do with the government you can't you can't do anything about. Yeah, those I are know. those are like student loans. That's are, it. Those are stuck forever. It's okay. Biden said he was going to get rid of them next week. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you, Uncle the, Uncle Biden's doing it. Yeah, he's, he's going to say he's going to get rid. Of, he probably forgot. That's the problem. He's like, it's too old. <laughs> yeah, he, he, <laughs> he forgot. He doesn't remember. Yeah. 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 No, I mean. I think there's a, I was literally just talking to this about my friend. Uh, um, I don't know if you know Neil Brennan, the comedian. He has a joke about about student loans. You know, it's like you're giving a fucking you're giving a small loan to a fucking 18 year old to like yeah. just go and get drunk for four years. You know yeah. what I mean? If you were really just giving out small business loans, you'd be like, that's a terrible fucking business this idea. Why yeah. <laughs> would I give you money for that? You know what yeah. I mean? But there's more to it, right? You go to school, the, the whole university system, you pay so much, right? And you pay more over here and less over there and then whatever, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, look, there's there's a whole um, – Gary Vee uh, has, the, I think, one of my favorite lines on this where he talks about how back in the day, universities were the keepers of knowledge. So you had to go to school to get knowledge, right? And that doesn't – that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Uh, you, and so – uh, he talks about, and this is an older piece, but he talks about how all the other university really has today is brand um, because they're no longer the keepers of knowledge. Uh, of, course. of course, right, excluding the the, the medical and the, the legal and whatever professions, right? But even have. then, you know what I mean? Even then, some of those, uh, I mean, it's still a brand because the legal, that's what they want, right? They want the... They want the, the, the yeah, name of the Yeah, I went over here. For sure. But with the yeah. medical, I think you all, you're always having to continuously learn, so... You know, if a school is, is uh, you know, there's schools that are notoriously antiquated, right? Like, we, we are very uh, traditional or whatever. But with medical, you want to be like, hey, shit's always evolving, you know? So you want to go yeah. and, and always be doing your own research too, right? Like, as, yeah. a, as a doctor mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. And, you know, the same as, like, what you do or any profession. You want whoever you're working with to continue to be learning, you know? Yeah. And so what's interesting, right, is that there was this whole motion, this whole notion, this whole push for, for higher education or university education. <laughs> um, at the same time, there is a lack of skilled labor now in the country. So if you're like a great 
stone master or a great carpenter, yeah, like your fucking price has gone up dramatically because mm-hmm. there's just not that many great carpenters uh, around in, in a yeah. general sense speaking, right? Um, which is interesting because you definitely don't need to go to school for that. You need an apprenticeship for that. You just need to learn yeah. how, to, how to be a craft. Yeah, and then we're not placing much value on it these days, which is, you know, sad as well. You know, everything yeah. gets outsourced. Everything gets, you know. But at the end of the day, if that's the way that the economy is going, right, they're like, I know that there's systems where um, I'm not sure what state, but I know that they're they're teaching truckers how to code, you know. They're teaching oh, them, wow. you know, yeah. So they're like, hey, you know, there's not as much work over here, but there's work over here, and, the, you know, we can we can help you learn, Yeah, you know. There's always trades that we can we just we need we need to adjust. You know, look at Detroit used to be, you know, an amazing city. It was thriving because of you know the because of the vehicle industry and the automobile industry. Um, but that changed, right? That shifted. Yeah, and that's one of the things I talk to people about a lot when I do like professional coaching and things like that. Is that I tell people you got You can't identify yourself on what you do for a living. Like that, that, that can't be you. You got to be able to identify yourself on your actual skill sets, right? So, are you good for you know? Are you good at talking to people? Are you good? You have great empathy. Do you have great whatever skills? Not I'm you know a a, a loan officer, right? Because yeah. it, it, I think it shuts people's mind down to the idea that that's all they can do. Versus exploring um, different things in their in their spectrum based on their natural skills that that they have already. Yeah, and what they can learn as well, right? Some people can yeah, can exactly. You're right, and what you could be open to learning. Like I'm already good at talking. I could probably do a thousand things that involve talking. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking read <laughs> eBooks with people, Audible or something. I don't. I mean, there's there's a ton of things that you can do. You just need to be open to the opportunities, right? Yeah. yeah, you've had a colorful career. You've done a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's the things that, that are out there. <laughs> I've done a bunch of stuff. And I mean, I think for the at the end of the day, for me, it's just been like, you know, learning, getting to know people. But it's always been the same thing. Like you said, it's always been me just talking to people and connecting with people, Yeah, you know. And, and I saw you perform on a stage in, in Universal City once. Oh, was and it at the at the John Lovitz at the, at the yeah, John yeah, Lovitz yeah, Club? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I that. love that show. And I remember that to this day, I still have that feeling that it was just me and you sitting in the living room having that conversation. Yeah, and that, that's because, what I that's what I liked. You know, that's what I that's and the, your that was, style was so matter of fact, almost like it wasn't. It didn't feel like a show. It felt like. Like yo, bro. Let me tell you what happened. Kind of yeah, thing. Like, you know what I mean. Like, and you know where that comes from. Like you know that comes from the fucking being around the guys and tell. Hey, like I remember st- there were yeah. so many times when I was in the college, right? Where like, uh, especially one of my buddies, Julio. You know, there would be a story that would get brought up or something, and then somebody, yeah, 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 we were there, and then he would be like, no, 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 let Ed tell it. Like it was like he was, <laughs> yeah. like you know, I'd be like, what? Why me? Like he's just let him tell it. He's like, no, 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 because you, you're gonna do a voice and you're gonna do like you know like a whole thing, you know. So it's like they literally were asking me to perform for them. You know what I mean? Just yeah. tell that story about that time, you know. And so, and yeah. then that's what you want. I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, that's that's why I do this. You know, that way I could just, you know, talk to people and. I think that this also opened up more doors for me in the sense of, you know, I, when I was doing comedy, I wanted to be consistently funny, right? You're trying to just hit every fucking beat and there's an art to it and everything. But here it's like, Hey, fuck it. I'm going to talk about other stuff too, because that's interesting to me. 
Yeah. Right? And and uh, I remember, I think Louis C.K. had a... Uh, I forgot where he was talking. He was interviewed. I know we canceled him, but I, I still I still like Louis. He's That's still good. Culture, He's still a good guy. But, hey, you know what? I got 90 sensitivity, so I'm going to be all right. Yeah, I'm so, all right with that. But he said, he, what he said is like somebody was like, oh, well, I don't want to tell that joke or I don't want to tell a story because it's going to make... You know, it might make people sad at a comedy show. And what he said was, they're adults. They can handle it. You know what I mean? Make them sad. It's okay to make them sad or make them a little angry or, you know what I mean? Like, and you're going to make them laugh or there's a point to what you're saying and why you're saying it and it's a part of you, right? Yeah. And it's like, I think until, and that, even then, like, I never started a podcast before, but then it was like, I always wanted to start one, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing or what I was going to do it about. Right. And it, it needed to resonate with me to be like, OK, this is something that I can push so, into. So let's, 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 let's kind of stay on that topic. And, and I'm sure you've been asked this question a bunch of times, but I haven't asked you. So your your take on the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I've talked as, about as it a, as a I think, performer yourself. I, I one, I didn't think he said anything. He gave her a compliment for one. He wasn't, you know, G.I. Jane is like a badass, a movie about a badass badass woman. He's iconic. You know what I mean? He's talking about G.I. Jane in 2022, bro. Yeah, I mean, and she's like a badass, you know? Yeah, and she's a badass in that movie. And, you know, I mean, um, Jada's been a badass, too. She's been in The Matrix and blah, blah, blah. You know, and also a big part of it was he was laughing. Then he looks over at his girl, you know, and she's yeah. like, mm, you know, and he's like, oh, shit, you know. I, I, You know what? Let's take a pause right there. That's the moment that I questioned because he thought it was funny. Yeah. Looked over at his girl and what happened in that fucking split second. Yes. Right? But even then, it's like, and this is what, that's the fork. One, that's the fork on the road right there. Yeah. But one big thing I, I keep telling people when they bring this up is he's a fucking adult, you know, and even if, like, say you were at, you're at fucking whatever, Mastro's, whatever, in, in L.A., you're at whatever you're at, right? And some guy says something to your girl, right? And she's like, are you going to fucking do something? Well, you're going you're gonna to be, hey, bro, like, like, move along or whatever. Or are you going to just go and start punching him, right? 99% of the time, your, t- your girl's going to be like, you were such a fucking hothead. Why did you hit him? You didn't need to yeah. fight. You know, girls don't, most girls, and if a girl does want you to fight, I don't want to be with her either. You're like, why are you always getting me into fucking fights? You know, that's I mean? just the first one. Yeah, I'm a again. fucking adult. I can't be getting into public brawls and shit like that. And, you yeah. know, I always tell people, I, I have too much to lose. I'll walk away. You know, some guy, you're all right, you're a fucking pussy, blah, blah. Yeah, all right, bro, I'm a pussy. I don't, I'll give a fuck. Like, you know, if, yeah. if I have to protect myself, then that's different. But for me to, yeah. to create something, for me to be the one, especially in a public forum, being recorded on live television, you know what I mean? To go up and slap this dude, like, what did you think was going to happen? You know, well, obviously, he's, there's, he's got some, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing? I, that to me, you know what I mean? You know slap him in the back, slap him in the back, you know? It doesn't matter. That's yeah. Do this if we, whenever you get a, a, a moment. I know you're busy, but you know that show on Netflix um, with the interviews with the old guy. What's his name? David Letterman. David Letterman. Yeah. Watch the Will Smith interview and then the JC interview, or watch them in every which way, and you're gonna see two black men of the same age group. Yeah. And how different their mindset is. It's completely astonishing where their mindset, how different their mind mentality is. Um, and and to me, it comes to 
such a high level of maturity. And what was really interesting in that topic, I was um, I have a client and he's British and he we, we bought a home for him here in, in LA and we're driving, we're going to go celebrate, we're going to lunch and um, this has just happened. And he goes to me, why? He goes, do you know what happened? He goes, I know what happened. He goes, he goes, what I don't understand is how he can assault somebody or hit someone or whatever you want to call it. And then just a few minutes later, he gets celebrated. And oh, of course. And that's the hypocrisy of Hollywood, though. That's a different story. But I saw it as a moral bankruptcy of America and how accepting Hollywood. Yes. But the fact is, it's still accepted in, in across the, the well yeah the but country. hollywood's creating that culture right like uh, how many there's that like Mer uh um Chappelle called them all out he called them all out and in, in, in his special right because you I have see, yeah. you have meryl street that's like you know when that whole remember when everyone was wearing the whole me too pins yeah. and everything and that's fucking great hey yeah don't fucking assault women what the fuck is wrong with you but, yeah, you should not do that oh they're like we need to employ more women and we they, they're making all these stories right what stories do they make look look at will smith he made the pursuit of happiness right it was about the guy who was fucking poor and had to be even more poor to try to make money right to like right, great to, movie, to, to, yeah right movie. but we love that fucking story right we love to see that that you know the, the ethos of that person and you're fucking oh my god he's struggling and you got there the american the, the, the american stick with your the american bro. dream why couldn't we just all kind of have some of those opportunities without having to fucking eat shit and sleep in a bathroom like you know what i mean like anyways my point is Chappelle called him out because he's like you have the power right like you're fucking meryl streep you could say fuck this movie hire more mexicans hire more women yeah. you know what i mean yeah. they could do it but they don't and and he was right. like and he was like you guys talk shit to me he's like but i'm a motherfucker that walked away from millions yeah i walked away from millions i fucking stood my ground and i said fuck this you guys yeah. are trying to steal my shit. You're trying to make me do what you want, not what I want, right? right. And what I know is good. And what the Chappelle Show had two seasons, and everybody fucking loves it. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's Seinfeld. And it's in history forever. Seinfeld had nine seasons. You know what I mean? And, and I love Seinfeld, but I'm just saying for the impact that it had for two seasons. You know what I mean? And and it's true. He's telling you, and you're oh, well, I'm fucking. Oh. Yeah, you're not doing it. You're talking shit, and you you're driving back to your fucking Beverly Hills mansion. And you're chilling, right? Yeah. You're not actually doing it. You're not actually hiring these people. You're not helping these people. But you're making money from these people, not only from your movies, but they're working for you, right? Like, in your, your, we're making your life easier. And it, that's where the hypocrisy is, right? And it's like, hey, we, these stories deserve to be told. Okay. Yeah. So why can't the people who actually live the stories be the ones that tell the stories? Yeah. <laughs> There's a, there are two great shows full of Latinos in the cast that got canceled yeah terribly uh there's a great show called uh, the promised land that was on abc yeah uh, great story about a um a guy that comes over illegally and turns out in his older age to become one of the wealthiest um winemakers in the country yeah um and it gets very complex from there but and then another one called uh, gordita chronicles who was getting great reviews on hbo and just got blown out yeah um it continues to happen and it's sad that it continues to happen and and then we have two black guys 
or boom, like hitting another one on, on, the, on the national forum. You know? Yeah, yeah, it and doesn't I, help people of color. It doesn't help, help progress. I mean, and that's I don't, that's neither. I I don't even think the race has anything to do with it. I know that there are people that argue if it was like a white guy hitting a black guy, but to me, it's like it, you see two. It's a dude just got getting out of uh, trying to be alpha, right? That's that's what I saw. Some dude just getting aggro and just like you know what I mean. Um, but also. Why can't there just be a story, you know? Why can't there be a, a like, again, a Seinfeld, a Mexican a Latino show, Seinfeld, has nothing to do with you being illegal. Has a, I used to go on stage, man, and I'd be like, hey, I went to college. I have a fucking degree. My dad was in a gardener. Like, all this shit that you, that you expect me to tell you, it's not me, so I'm not going to tell that story. Right. You know what I mean? I'm, that's, I'm, that's not the Mexican that I am. And and kudos yeah. to the ones that, hey, your dad was a gardener. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But you're expecting that of me because you think, because uh, I'm Mexican, well, I'm I just, I'm that. I think that's I'm what's that, interesting about these right? two shows that I, that I just told you. Because one, they're both kind of well off. Yeah. Uh, in, in, the, in the Gordita Chronicles, um, it's a guy that is a marketing account executive in, I believe, Cuba, and then comes comes over to or maybe puerto rico i don't know but yeah. he comes over and he's a kind of kind of executive here so yeah. he comes into a, it's a middle class type of type of type of gig right yeah They're doing well and the same as in um the promise where the guy it's a very wealthy family and and this the things that happen yeah um i don't know why um i think that i felt for a moment in time that we were getting to a better place and lately i just feel like we're going backwards well, I think it's, again, from, you know, woke culture and, like I said, there's a lot of progress that we have made, but we have to continue to have the conversations. A lot of the times people don't want to have the conversation anymore. It's just this yeah. is what's right because this is what we say is right instead of, you know, things are nuanced. There's, you know, sure. it's, again, like I, I, that's why I said I, it's not about two black guys. I just saw one dude hit another dude, right? It's just like, you know, he could have just been like, hey, man, like, be more respectful of my wife. I'm pretty sure Chris Walker would be like, hey, my bad. That's you know yeah. what I mean. He wouldn't have like he wouldn't have been like fuck you. Like you know what I mean. He would <laughs> he would have been like hey my bad. I won't I won't talk shit about your wife anymore. Like my bad. You know. Yeah. And it, that, that's it, right? And that's again to the point to where like if something did happen to your wife or somebody said something to her, if you if she just wanted you to be like hey, like stop it, man. Like what the fuck's your problem? And then usually that's where it ends, right? Because like, oh shit, okay, I fucked up. You know. Yeah. That's what they want, but you he know. Didn't ask him to though. Mm -hmm. He. he he, 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 that's where he went with it. Well, yeah, and he went up there and then physically assaulted him at the end of the day, you <laughs> yeah, know. And like you crazy. said, and then he's like giving this fucking speech of like, oh, you know, fucking. You know, the other guy. I, I, he didn't even apologize, right? He had he the forum to say like, hey, you know, I fucked up. Yeah. And he didn't, you know. It's like, oh, this is Hollywood, and it's so scrutinous, and blah blah blah, you know. Yeah. So I know I know we are on a tight deadline, so I don't, you know, I don't want to. Um, I, I do need to ask you if the, you know, the time that, that you felt weird, you know, in your life, you know, oh, that's, wow. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with this one, dude. Um, so I worked, so while I do mortgages now, I grew up in the financial services industry and, um, for 11 years I worked in wealth management. So I tell the, the story that when I, st I started in banking when I was, um, probably 20 years old when I was going to college and, um, I, I've been in financial services ever since. Um, when I started in banking, there was like a billion Jose's, like Jose's everywhere. You know, when I was in wealth management, if you were going to say Jose, it was like me, like I was the one, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that for a long time, working with millionaires in the mass affluence segment, 
it felt weird having my background and and kind of being in that environment with colleagues with um, a higher pedigree of, of university or or whatnot, right? Um, and I worked in Beverly Hills, Century City area, which is a very affluent area in in, in the country. And so um, it felt weird at times, but at one point it clicked and I started leaning into my story, leaning into where I came from, leaning into my experiences and and really not shying away from them and just talking openly about them with my colleagues or clients. And it had a really interesting compounding effect in terms of the way they viewed me and in terms of almost neutralizing the environment, right? Because it came to a position where they couldn't, didn't have shared experiences with me, but it was more of a learning kind of situation. It wasn't like, oh, I went to USC, I went to Stanford, I went to Berkeley. It was like, I went to Cal State Norge, but this is what I learned there, and this is why, and this is where I come from. And then, oh, okay, now let me hear more about your experience. Um, and it was 100% a wall that I put up for myself. It was imagination, right? Yeah. I thought that they were going to be weird about it. I thought that um, sharing my my background, my family, my schooling was going to be weird to them, and, and it wasn't at all. Once I leaned into that story, it really opened up a lot a lot of road for me yeah yeah so it's kind of like that imposter syndrome right like you think you thinking yeah. that hey my stories everybody has a way better fucking story here than me you yeah. know what i mean they're not going to want to hear mine yeah you or it's know. not going to compare or whatnot but uh leaning into it ended up xing it out and making it a, a compounding effect instead so it made you more interesting so that's something that i would certainly share with your audience in terms of if you feel that way, if you ever come across that, like really dig into who you are and, and like, what is it? Uh, a cat in the hat, right? No one's more you than you. Like that's, you, yeah. the more you do that, it's uh, the, the better comfortable you're going to be. And, and really the more acceptance you're going to gain. <laughs> I saw one that, you know how they say like the, Oh, like just be yourself. Everyone else is taken, Yeah, like, you know, but there was, it was like taken was, was crossed out and it said stupid. <laughs> be yourself everyone else is stupid you know yeah. like, you know i mean it's true what you know what what else can you do right besides hey this is my story this is this is what i know right we can't i, I remember being younger and thinking that way right like why can't why can't i be those guys right why can't my parents are this way and you know what i mean and he he's got it better right we always think if somebody else has it better than us, right? And we end up figuring out, like, you know, some they, they have their own challenges too. Yeah. Oh, you know? 100%. I think that just when you when you start evolving, you start learning the humanity of people and you start learning that. And I've seen people in all spectrums. I've seen multimillionaires. I've seen not not very affluent people. And, and at the end of the day, humanity transcends, right? It, people have basically the same worries and concerns and problems and illnesses and um whatnots and and the more you are open to having more conversations with a variety of people the more shows like this go on where you hear different perspectives the more you realize how more connected we actually are and how much uh we're all more the same than we think we're not yeah of course of course and we try to all you know kind of we we divide and we have to again support our, each other you know what i mean yeah. regardless of where where what part of the road you're on right some of us are at the beginning some of us need a little bit more help than others you know so we have to be willing to have those conversations again that's kind of where we started off this whole thing right let's start it off yeah. let's let's talk about it right let's yeah. 
Yeah. Regardless if it's a different opinion, you know. One of the one of the last things I'll leave you with is another quote I, I've heard, not mine. I've, I've heard it, and it's kind of goes into what you were talking about um, with the podcast, starting the podcast, and and it goes like it says, uh, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Just get started, and I think that that goes a long way in terms of just just get going. Right, one foot in front of the other. Just yeah, yeah. Just keep pushing. Um, obviously, self awareness. You know, don't don't be delusional. You know, know <laughs> yeah. that know that it's gonna it's gonna take some work and be willing to put in the work. You know, because a yeah. lot of people they're delusional and they don't put in the work and it's like, dude, it's you're not working to get better. You're just doing it. You know what I mean? You're just <laughs> you're like you're half assing it, right? And so yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta try. You gotta learn. You know. So so yeah. Anything if there's anything you want people to find you, where can people find you? If you know the you know for lender um, or whatever. I will maybe. send you all my socials so that you can post them on here. And uh, my email is Jose J O S E dot Tejada T E J A D A at rate dot com. You can uh, find me there, and then I'll send you all the socials to, to tag on. If him. you want any any kind of what would be the ideal reason somebody would contact you? Is it for for loan or how, uh, what what part of that process or yeah, where, where do they need to be? One hundred percent. Yeah, anyone that um, you know, if if anyone that has an interest in learning about getting pre qualified for a home loan, trying to figure out where they are, how close they are to to getting approved for a home mortgage. Um, knowledge is power. At worst, you're going to have a path to get into to accomplish that goal. Um, and at best, I'll tell you, you're ready to go. Go shopping. Yeah, there you go. Well. Thanks for coming on again and, 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 uh, you know, giving us a little bit more, more knowledge about this and, and, uh, yeah, just having the, com we'll be willing to have the conversation. So hopefully some, you know, people can hit you up for, and be a re you can be a resource for, uh, the weirdos that listen to this. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much <laughs> awesome, for having man. me on. Man. Thanks for having it on. And thank you everybody for listening. All right.